Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today is not Ramin Forgani, the producer and moderator of the podcast, but instead we have a special guest, an A-Sun big-time fan and someone that in the state of Georgia is simply known as John Al Howe. The owner of the website, KSUOwlHow.com. John is somewhat of a super fan and very knowledgeable. Dates back to Kennesaw many, many years now. Uh, and me and John, we were both at the Kennesaw State Exhibition Basketball. So we got John here for a little bit of a preview. John, how are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good, Mr. Sandy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's always good to be back on campus to see what's, what's the latest cooking with Kennesaw State Basketball. And uh, we had the first game of the night tipped off with the uh, the girls playing the Thomas Nighthawks from Thomasville, Georgia. Down south, I believe it ended up being, what, 68 to 40, something like that, I think the final score was. I stopped paying attention after, to the score after the first 10 minutes, so... Yeah, so we, we, we it, it, it got a little bit out of hand, but uh, it was a uh, pretty competitive game for the most part. But at the end of the day, Kennesaw State did pull away. And what were what were some of your thoughts? I know Agnes. Um, how do you pronounce Baronado? Baronado, a, uh, a coach that has been well traveled in the ACC. Uh, what what were your thoughts on a team that's a very young team that has a lot of new faces? Well, I was excited to see some of the new players. I mean, this is really the first year where Agnes is, you know, has her players in there. She only had one recruit that was hers last year in uh, Carlotta Gianola, and she made all-conference and, you know, all-conference preseason as well this year. So, you know, expectations were high for the new for the new kids and tough to top. And, you know, I was very excited. And once the game started, you know, I got to see Alexis Poole, a local, a local kid from uh, – uh, Stockbridge, Kamaya Street, a uh, local player from Mays High School. She was a quick little point guard. Um, you know, overall, um, you know, it was about what I expected. Um, you know, an NAIA program uh, at that level is just not going to be able to compete with Kennesaw State no matter who uh, the Owls and Thomas pull out, put out there. So, um, yeah, that's kind of just my initial thoughts. And I know Kamaya Street, I thought she was a, a home run get when they got her late from Mays, someone that won a state championship last year at Mays and has really been known for being a, a big-time scorer. I know she didn't shoot the, the greatest percentage from the field tonight, but what I saw from her was she was just a, a, a huge bundle of energy on both sides of the floor, uh, created a lot of turnovers, played really fast, uh, but not, not too out of control. She would settle it down and run the offense when she needed to, and they got the ball, moved it around. One thing I really like about Kennesaw State is that they do have a lot of players from Georgia, and when you do have a lot of players from Georgia, that means you're probably going to have more people in the stands. You have more people in the stands that might get the people, um, you know, the crowd wants to get into it more. The community buys in more when it's familiar places or faces that they've seen play throughout the high school, uh, their high school careers. And that just builds a good sense of community and a, a, a nice uh, a nice program. But uh, what did you see from Street? I know you just talked on her being a little bit of a, a quick guard, but what do you think from her, and what do you see her role playing, uh, being this year, moving forward? Well, they brought in really two freshman guards uh, for the year, and honestly, the way the team is set up, 
Uh, there's not really many, many or any wings on the roster. It's all, you know, six, six, one type, you know, maybe small forward, power forward combos, more so than a two, three type combo. So, you know, Kamaya's played 39 minutes tonight, and I think that's going to represent what she plays the whole season. I mean, I don't think, I think she's going to be a player that's just not going to come out. Um, Brianna Hoover was the other guard they brought in, and she didn't play at all. I don't know if it was injury or if they're actually going to redshirt her. But uh, Kamaya's going to play a lot, and I was very impressed. She was very aggressive. I mean, quick hands, uh, reading the passing lanes. Um, you know, she didn't shoot the best percentage, but she had some, you know, dazzling plays where she got in the lane and dished it off for a layup. Um, you know, her decision-making, you know, she had a couple things I, you know, wasn't great, but it's, fr- I mean, it's a freshman in her first game. It's an exhibition. Who really cares? And uh, I think when she she gets into the lane, which I think she'll be able to do a lot of, that that leads to some drive and kick opportunities. And when you have someone like Clara Young from Woodstock, very close by, she's what a senior now. So she started at Samford, and now she's a, a three point specialist here at Kennesaw. I think she's really going to benefit from Street's aggressiveness and her ability to get into the paint and you know draw in those defenders and have you know multiple sets of eyes on her drawing bodies to her and she can find the open man uh so i i think that's a, a nice combination another freshman i and want before to, oh, let me just interject real quick in. i mean clara i mean you said that street's going to benefit or clara's going to benefit from street street's going to benefit from clara i mean she's the veteran you know guard on the roster she's really a you know a one-two combo type player um you know would be a perfect six man coming off the bench in the a sun but yeah clara is gonna have to be a mentor to the young guards like uh like street and help her grow into the role as she's a redshirt senior uh, i was gonna say with a, a freshman that was a second team all-state pick out of stockbridge and that would be uh, the big girl inside who is Alexis Poole, about 6'2". Uh, just looking at her box box score today, she she really struggled. She really struggled. And you see the potentials there. She can handle the ball a little bit, but she's still uh, gangly, still needs to put on a lot, of, a lot of strength inside to finish through contact. She had some smaller Thomas defenders, and she still had a hell of a time finishing. She finished 6 of 18 from the field, yeah. and she was, you know, the yeah. biggest, biggest player out there. Of course, she, she padded her stats, getting seven offensive rebounds, so she finished with 13 points, 14 rebounds, two blocks. But, uh, I, you know, just way too many easy chippy bunnies that she missed. And I think she's going to have to really clean that up once she gets ready for the real regular season. I agree, Mr. Sandy. She killed a lot of bunnies tonight. I mean, PETA might be on her after that. But um, as far as, yeah, she's very, she's pretty athletic. I mean, her wingspan is just crazy. She'll be a good, um, she'll be a good four in the A-Sun, you know, a year or two from now. But, you know, just the way the roster set up, I mean, I don't see any way that she's not going to get trial by fire here. She's going to play. I mean, there's no way around it. She's more ready than uh, Lexi Mann, who's another uh, forward with a similar build. Uh, Lexis, I think, is farther along right now. So there's no way around it. She's going to play, whether she's ready or not. And she's got to be ready to go. And myself being a, a, a post post player back in the day and just a fan of post play overall i really like how agnes bernardo she really told you could hear her from the sideline saying get the ball inside get the ball inside and that's something you got to do when you're playing especially i know it's just an exhibition game you're playing a very small school with a literally a small front court and you got six twos and six ones and six threes they, they were really feeding it down low to caroline dan and we just talked about pool and then we, lexi man who's from gac who was a freshman who uh i want to get your take on in just a second but they had the size advantage uh carlotta gianola that's how you say her name correct yes. from italy um i know 
I want to get your your thoughts on her and man first, but I just wanted to interject and say I did like how they got the ball inside a lot. Carlotta, or as they call her, Charlie, you know, she she proved herself last year, you know, all conference this year. I mean, it's just an exhibition. doesn't really matter what we saw tonight. She did, you know, she had her moments where she missed some shots. I'm sure she'd like to get back, but I'm not worried about her. She's going to be there. She's going to be the focal point of the offense. Um, you know, a, her and Street, a, a two-man game is going to be very important this year. Um, as far as uh, Lexi Mann goes, you know, she just, I saw a lot of frustration. Um, you know, I, I think she just needs a little more time, you know, just getting used to things i didn't i didn't really see enough of her tonight to comment any further but you know definitely i noticed pool was a lot more comfortable and a little farther along yeah i think pool we, we already you know told she didn't she didn't finish well but she was very active on the glass she rebounded very very well and i like that she rebounded very well so uh as you know just got to get the speed of the game down playing at the college level she'll, she'll get that down get the physicality down but uh one thing you got to like is she was still aggressive hitting the glass oh yeah absolutely i mean you can't you know that's something that you can't teach like effort i mean you either got it or you don't you're gonna want it, you gotta want it and uh you know lexi i saw she was frustrated hopefully she wants it and hopefully she goes after it and you know there's a couple other players that uh we haven't talked about yet that uh, kyle will uh run down for you uh right now Oh boy! So we had who? Isis Walker. She she came from Mountain View. She played. I know a player you really liked was Janae Omusi. Omo, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Neither do I. But let's just take a guess. Number thirty-two. She was she was a shooter. She's not the. Uh, I mean. I don't know. It's, what? it's weird. I don't know what she is. Um, she's a she can shoot. She has a beautiful she has a beautiful three. Um, she and you know she was she could handle herself in the post against the smaller Thomas players. I'd like to see how that works out against more you know the bigger D one uh, competition. But you know as far as what we have on the roster right now, she's gonna play. And you know I I think from what I saw, I mean I think she has the best three point. Sorry, Clara Young. I think she might have the best three point shot on the team right now. So you know that's that's important. Uh, she doesn't really have, I don't think she has the ability, to, I didn't see it, to put it on the floor like a DeAndrea Sawyers. So it's either all inside or all outside, and I didn't really see enough inside to make that call. And as far as inside goes, um, also uh, Caroline Dan, who's a uh, freshman from Denmark. I think she's a bit older. I think she's about 21 or so, um, coming o- coming over from overseas. You know, I, I saw a good, a decent foundation of skills. Um, you know, she, she's, she's got the ability to finish. Um, she's not looking lost or anything. She's going to play. She's going to, she started today. She's going to get her minutes. Um, but she, you know, there's definitely a lot of room to grow for uh, Caroline. And, you know, the thing that concerns me about this team overall is just, you know, the, the, the positioning. I mean, there's not a lot of wings. I mean, everybody's either big or they're small, and there's not really a lot of guards either. And, you know, people like, you know, Caroline, I don't think Janae has very quick feet. Um, so it's, it might be a battle defensively. And the biggest thing that stood out for me from this game was the rebounding battle. I mean, you're playing Thomas University and NAIA, which is a bigger mismatch, I would say, in women's ball uh, rather than men's ball because just the disparity in the amount of players that come through. There's more men than there are women, so you probably get better competition from a team, say, like Thomas men than the women. But uh, Kennesaw won the rebounding battle 48-47, to 47, and I 
don't think Agnes Baronado can be happy about that. Um, a player that Kennesaw State's going to miss this year is Allison Johnson, who transferred to Georgia State. I mean, she was just an aggressive rebounder. She eats glass, and I think she's primed You know, next year when she stops redshirting. Uh, she's just primed for a breakout year at GSU. And, you know, I think it's got to be a team effort for Kennesaw State. I mean, something has to happen. they gotta, they got to grab the ball. You can't be out-rebounded by, let me see here, the tallest player on Thomas was five, six feet. One player six feet, the rest 5'10 or below. That can't happen. And before we jump into a, an overall, what what do you think the uh, season's going to turn out for on the girls' side? Just want to run down the box score since we have it here. We mentioned Poole's stat line. 13 points, 14 rebounds, struggled from the field. Um, Janae Amusi, who we talked about, she finished with 10 points. Uh, there were five players in double figures. Caroline Dan had 10 points, uh, six rebounds. And part of that skill set, like you mentioned, I didn't know this, she had five assists, so she was passing well from the post. Kamaya Street, uh, she's a volume scorer, volume shooter. She was 4 of 16 from the field, which wasn't great. But she did finish with uh, 13 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, and six steals. So she played 39 minutes. She played pretty much the entire game. She was all over the court offensively. Get used to that, yeah. Yeah, and defensively. I think she's going to be a really, really good player uh, by the time her senior year comes by. I think she's someone that you can really build around. And then the final player in double figures, Clara Young, was four of six from three. She had 12 points. And then Carlotta Gianola Charlie, eight points. Four rebounds. She had three turnovers. She was kind of frustrated out there. But uh, that pretty much sums up Kennesaw State as far as their uh, box score goes tonight in a 68-40 to exhibition win over Tom's University. So heading into regular season play, where do you see these Lady Owls stacking up in the A-Sun? And could you give us a little bit, before we jump into that, could you just give us a heads up on how they did in the uh, conference last year so we know uh, what to expect this year? I mean, last year uh, it was a pretty good season. I mean, they ha- I believe they had a uh, conference uh, tournament win. Um, it, just the, the way that the, the A-Sun is, you know, set up is there's teams at the top and there's teams at the bottom. And for the last few years, Kennesaw State's been, uh, you know, stuck in the middle. And it's just, you know, you have Florida Gulf Coast is the cream of the crop. And then you have the Stetsons and Jacksonvilles, maybe a tier down, a very close to Florida Gulf Coast. Then you kind of have Kennesaw State, maybe one other team who hangs down to the middle. And I think that's kind of going to be the way it is. Uh, this year, I mean, Jacksonville and Setson are still bringing back some players. Florida Gulf Coast, they reload. It doesn't really matter who they lose. Um, I mean, the, the young players are going to have to grow up by the time conference hits. Otherwise, they'll be battling for that four seed. Um, I really, unless there's injuries or unforeseen things happen, I don't see a way that, you know, this year that really we can get into the top two, maybe three if things all shake out very well. Any uh, lasting comments, or are you ready to jump right into the boys' side of things, which uh, I know is my favorite? I'm, you know, I'm ready. Let's jump into the boys. Um, looking forward to the, the women's season, and, you know, it's a bit of a slim roster this year. Um, you know, 10, 10 eligible players. Uh, you know, one might be redshirting. I, I don't know, but we'll see. But, yeah, let's talk about the uh, boys. All right, so the box score from the boys game is not readily available at this time. Game just ended probably, I don't know, 20 minutes ago. They beat West Georgia 96-76. to There was a lot of GHSA flair in this one. Obviously not on the Kennesaw State side of things, sadly. But um, Kennesaw State won 96-76. to um, I'll let you open it up if you're ready for it. I'll let you open it up. What do you think about it? Um, 
I know it was uh, it was a lot closer than the 20 point game. Kennesaw State really uh, pulled it out uh, in the second half. It was 44 to 38, 39 at the half. It was a close game at halftime. They they, they pulled away a little bit, but uh, Kennesaw State 96 76 over West Georgia. Mr. John Al Howe, I know you got the box score in front of you right now. What are you seeing and what are your thoughts before I jump into it? I mean, the first thought I have is, you know, how would Kennesaw State react losing their two best players, Aubrey Williams and Kendrick Ray? And, you know, I I can't answer that yet because it's it's West Georgia. I mean, no no disrespect there, but you know, it's their D2 school, we're at home. It's not and they're bringing back maybe one player on their team, so it's really, you know, hard to tell, but you know, from this game, I'm only taking away the individual talent. I'm looking at the players individually. You know, the team seemed to run the offense pretty well more or less throughout the game. Uh, you know, Kennesaw doesn't really um, game plan at all for their exhibition games under Al Skinner. They just throw them out there, execute, do your do your stuff, run your plays, and you're, you know, we're going to win. Skinner doesn't really fret the score. So that's kind of what Kennesaw State did. And, you know, they just took over in the second half, and there really wasn't too much doubt. Yeah. Um, well, West Georgia, they really hung around in that first half, hitting a lot of three-pointers. Uh, I know Greg James from Shiloh, he finished with about, let me see here, I think he had nine points to finish up for the Wolves. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, he had nine points. James had nine points. They were led by Odom. What, Carlos Odom? You said he's from North Florida? Yeah, he's a North Florida transfer, actually. Uh, they were in Kennesaw State's Atlantic Sun Conference, so it was uh, good to see uh, Good to see him. Yeah, he finished with 15 points to lead uh, West Georgia. Uh, Jack Shaughnessy from Etowah over here in Woodstock, another uh, Cherokee County boy. He had a, a very good first half, a little quiet in the second half. He finished with 11 points. So that kind of sums up the, the big scores for West Georgia. But looking at Kennesaw, uh, you know, it, I've been to a couple of these games, exhibition games and, you know, games against smaller schools in the state of Georgia, whether – you know, it's uh, playing a Thomas like the girls did, or uh, who was it last year? North Georgia. I mean, they always play these teams like that. And the teams yeah. like that, you, you, if you're a Division One team, you really kind of want to see them assert their will and you know be comfortable, cruise the whole way. It, it never, it never really ends up that way. Now, Kennesaw, they did win by 20. It was, I feel like it was one of these games where, okay, Kennesaw was bigger at a lot of these positions, and that, that helped them out. Their, their big men uh, played pretty well. Jordan Jones, uh, he finished with 18 points. He had a, a game high, uh, 18 points. Uh, he's a senior now. He's going to be one of the you know all-time leaders in starts. Uh, 18 points, five rebounds. He came from St. Francis. Uh, he's been a... It's been a while, you know. He averaged five points, five rebounds last year. A lot of times he was, he was out there, didn't really impact games. But he had, I don't know, maybe like five outside jump shots from, you know, running that flex offense from Al Skinner. You're going to have a lot of elbow jumpers, and he took advantage of that. So he played really well. But the guy that impressed me the most was a, 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 a community college, junior college uh, transfer in Bryson Lockley, six foot eight sophomore from Panola Community College. I thought he played very well. Uh, he started in the front court with Jones. He finished with 15 points, had 14 rebounds, had four assists. So I, w- I was impressed with him. Uh, 
just the overall post play since even when I went to school back in the 2000s, uh, 2010 until 2015, I, I've seen a lot of poor post play, not not good post play. Now I'm not saying Lockley's going to be a superstar or anything like that, but he was for a, a first first impression. He was very competent. He passed well. He moved very well. Uh, so I, I like him a lot considering how he's got two more years after this. I think he's going to do some good things in the front court with Kennesaw State. So what are your takeaways? We'll start with, uh, I guess, Jordan Jones and Bryson Lockley, the two big guys. Yeah, I mean, I like that they're both about 6'8", fairly similar physiques. Um, You know, they can change some shots. The big question is going to be, you know, Lockley, I mean, exactly what you said about Lockley. I mean, he's athletic. He can move. Uh, he looked like he has a nice shot. You know, that's to be determined. Um, I don't know how strong he is. We'll have to see how he holds up against some of the, some bigger boys in there once uh, the D1 schedule comes on. And it's going to be it's going to strike quickly at uh, against Butler. So uh, you know, we'll see real soon. But yeah, he definitely impressed me. I mean. You know, he just, he seems pretty natural, and it was a good get. I mean, we lost um, Johannes Nielsen and Zach Cameron late uh, to unexpected transfers and really, you know, were in a bad situation. And Lockley, instead of wasting a scholarship, you know, and getting people that can't play, you know, they found Lockley, and uh, he looks like he's going to be a contributor and he's going to play as much as possible this year. Yeah, Kennesaw State's been starved for good size. How big was Aubrey Williams last year? He was, he was, he was, but was he six eight or a little smaller? Than a little that? smaller, I'd say six 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 seven area. Yeah, great, great rebounder. But with with him graduating, a lot of turnover. It feels like every single year this year, it's a lot of graduation. You got the, the couple transfers, so the, the the front court played well tonight. It felt really weird as a longtime Owl fan watching that game. It's like if you watch your favorite TV show and the whole cast leaves, and you're kind of left with you know one or two guys just sticking around because they can't find you know anything better yeah, we had to figure out who these guys are especially in warm yeah. you know uh, some of the face but even you that attends all these games uh, you got to figure out okay which guys is fresh and which guys this walk on but uh, the, the front court played very well yeah. tonight the backups for the front court I, 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 they got to get that figured out. What, Isaac, Isaac Buyamba, yeah. In, uh, I mean, not, he's not athletic. Good. He, you know, he picks up too many fouls way too fast. I mean, he was playing hard out there. You can tell he wants to win, um, but he just did not have a good game tonight. And you know, to be fair, he's basically a true freshman. He played three minutes last year with the team, so you know, it's, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look too hardly at this too hard at this game but he needs to uh you know figure things out and as far as the other spot goes Kosti Yankovic he's really just a you know a a four I mean he's not overly athletic he's a shooter um you know we kind of know what you're going to get from him he's not really going to surprise you at all this year so yeah I just um Mumbai what's his last name Muyamba Muyamba yeah he came over from the west coast what got him from Portland Oregon uh, he, he gave me some bad flashbacks of Andrew Osman out there, and that's 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 not good. But he's a he's a big physical guy. He just needs to learn how to not not foul. We know he looks like a pretty good athlete out there. And then Costa, like you said, he's a he's a shooter. But are you going to rely on Costa to come off the bench and bang inside and get rebounds? If that's if that's your recipe for toughness, coming off the bench, if you get one of you know Jones or. Um, Lockley in foul trouble that that kind of that kind of scares me as far as guys that can mix it up inside. Yeah, absolutely. The depth on this team, it's I mean, it's frightening um, as far as the big men go. I mean, like I said, they lost you know two players, two six ten you know big men who can move fairly well. Definitely D one talent. 
I mean, you can't, you know, coach. I, I feel like the coaches could have done, you know, more to have players in their back pocket, but I do understand that it was late in the process. And, you know, I would rather have them, you know, do nothing and be short on the roster than take players that they're stuck with for four years just, just for the sake of having bodies when you can just get that by a walk-on or whatnot. Right. I, I still feel like, Kennesaw said, we've been, what, D1 for at least a decade now. I, I still feel like they're still trying to load the roster up with D1 players, but you look at the roster, if you're looking at, what, like 12 guys? Are all 12 of those guys legitimate Division One players? I don't, I don't think it is, but one guy who is a legitimate D1 player who worked himself into becoming a legitimate D1 player and is projected to be the best player on this team and played in the GHSA and played high school basketball about 20, 25 minutes away, which are there, there are many players in the state of Georgia that you can get that might be a little undersized or just need some refinement in the state of Georgia instead of going overseas to Serbia and all this, you know, other routes. If you could just go an hour, okay. You already know, John. You already know where I'm going with this. But anyway, the, I've tuned you out by now, Kyle. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a broken record with how they don't recruit the state of Georgia. But Nick Masterson from River Ridge, uh, he is supposed to be the go-to guy this year. He had only two points at halftime. He finished in double digits. Uh, heated up a little bit. Great shooter. What do you see from him heading into his senior season? I mean. I love Nick. I mean, he came in as a, you know, as a walk-on and, you know, when a player left the team for whatever reason, he got a scholarship as a freshman. Uh, you know, he was he's always been able to hit his shots in practice. He's always been able to shoot those threes in practice and, you know, he really put it together last year and kind of showed everybody that, you know, he shot what 54% second in the nation in three-point percentage and, you know, teams have to respect him and, you know, he's going to be a bigger focal point in the offense this year and, you know, as long as he's around, it kind of takes, you know, teams have to think it it just affects them just by being on the floor teams have to put some thought into where he is where he's going to be and it just makes it easier on his teammates so just having him around even if he's not shooting or even if he's not hitting shots i think is a big factor yeah he's uh i mean he's one of those great fits in the flex offense which isn't overly exciting to play but if you can knock down an open 15 footer or you can shoot the three ball when you have your feet set you can flourish in a system like that and nick mashin's pretty much the, the perfect guy just a great shooter that you give him a glimpse of an opening he can knock it down and a player that i i, I kind of think of him maybe a poor man's version of him or somewhat similar was in attendance today cole gunther from mcintosh a senior six seven lengthy fella he was in the uh gymnasium checking out some kennesaw we had some other uh you know brown i think we saw i think we saw you know brown in attendance Yonel brown here so yeah i mean just just the sight of Yonel just you know just harkens back to okay you can find guys you don't have to have a six five guard in the a sun to to win games you can find these slightly undersized guys that can really fill it up but uh yeah just in in, in the, the flex offense if you got good shooters uh, you can really play well and i know a guy you like uh james scott he's a guy that really came on strong last microwave. year microwave yeah i love james scott um shot pretty well huh? yeah he really you know took off in the second half i think tonight he started hitting his shots uh he's going to be the guy that's going to be relied upon in my opinion to really you know him actually after seeing Tristan Jarrett, another freshman who we'll touch on later, play, you know they're going to have to take over the scoring load that uh, Kendrick Ray and his what 20, 21 points per game uh, left. I mean, Scott is a guy. If you just give a little daylight, you know he will put up you know nine points in you know a minute and thirty seconds. So it's really just one of those situations. Um, you know, just a maturity thing with him. I think he just has to you know 
if he gets his head in the game, works hard, gets his head right, he could be the best player in the conference in, you know, two, three years. Yeah, and you, you just tease Tristan Jarrett, who's a, a freshman, uh, what, 6'4", wing, uh, he, he played well. He hit shots. He was one of those guys that he, he knocked down his three-point. I think he had an and one three in the corner. Yep. Uh, he hit those those elbow jumpers when they were available, and he was pretty aggressive getting to the basket. What did you see from him, and do you think he's going to play a really big role this year? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I was hearing mixed things. I heard some people say, oh, don't be too, you know, he's all right. And then I heard somebody, some people say, oh, man, I really, you know, I really wanted this guy. I talked to a coach who was, you know, recruiting him uh, pretty hard, and, uh, you know, it was you know, was up not upset, but you know, told me Kennesaw State had a got a great get. Just really wanted that player, and you know, and I think he was right. I mean, he shot it well from three. Looks like he has a good stroke. Um, as far as taking it to the basket, he can do that too. I mean, he had a couple welcome to college moments, getting swatted. You know, trying to do a fully extended reverse layup that type of thing but you know he got to the basket some went in and out but he was really getting it up there getting his own rebound playing strong and you know i'm just i'm very encouraged by what i saw tonight tristan and i think uh kyle would be as well and some of that uh was actually a little bit impressive to me i know every time you talk to kennesaw state and their staff they harp on we want big guards we want big guards we want big guards tyler hooker's not a big guard he's listed at six foot i'd say maybe five eleven and a half but he, I didn't know he has springs like that. And he, he kind of opened my eyes as just a, a very bouncy type guard that plays bigger than his size. And, I mean, you're, you're, the, you're the owl expert, but I, I could see him playing some big minutes this year. I wouldn't say that plays bigger than his size, but, you know, I was surprised by his bounce in the pregame. He was, you know, I yelled, hey, Tyler, do a dunk. And, you know, he did. And I was like, wow, I didn't know he could get up like that. So that was pretty uh, pretty impressive. But as far as he goes on the court, I'm honestly surprised that he um, is coming off the bench. Uh, he's really, you know, just a, you know, a true, a true floor general. And, you know, he's very quick and get into the lane. The thing that needs to work, the questions about him are his shooting. I mean, he went through some, you know, really street, really bad streaks last year on the free throw line, from the three-point line. If he can get that stuff straight, um, he's going to be quite a player because he's very aggressive and, uh, you know, just a very heady player. Now, are there any other takeaways or players you want to specifically hit on before we give your, uh, I guess you give your uh, preview of what you think Kennesaw State can do in the conference this year? Yeah, you know, we, we touched on Jordan Jones earlier, but he had a good game. He was hitting his shots. Um, you know, getting the rebounds, playing hard, and Kennesaw State's going to rely on him this year, I would say more so than any year in the past, and he's going to have to stay healthy this year. Um, and another person I wanted to touch on was actually, I don't know his name. Remember the guy? Oh, yeah. well, there's a guy on the roster who does not have... We, I have no idea who he is, what his name is. He looks European, but I can't give any more detail than that. So I just thought that was interesting. It was a walk-on. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw his his first shot when he first walked on the court for warm-ups, and it was, what, wide left, wide right. It wasn't good. He, he settled down in warm-ups. But, yeah, uh, the mystery man of Kennesaw State, I was telling uh, telling John he might be a draft and stash guy like those <laughs> the NBA teams do in the Euros. We, who knows, might redshirt him or send him overseas, and he'll come back and be a, a stud player. And Isaiah Rose was given the wrong number now. 
now, and uh, you know he's listed as 31. They'll walk on. They gave him the jersey number 30. I wonder if it was just sitting around or something. But I thought that was interesting. And uh, another note on the scoreboard, they put the Georgia State. Yeah, I saw that logo one. instead of the West Georgia Wolf. No respect. No respect. We had a couple of uh, couple typos. I had that editor's eye over here. I hate uh, seeing typos I know, on the. I know. But know. we didn't. Oh, we didn't talk talk about uh, Kyle Clark. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about Kyle Clark after what I saw. What he did to the West Georgia bench just. Very, 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 very childish and immature in a, the first first half of an exhibition game. You you make a jump shot, and then you uh, expletive into the bench and uh, a hand gesture like a think about a shake weight, something like a shake weight. But he was do, <laughs> doing a shake weight around his waist. So that was a pretty bad look from Kyle Clark. Clean that clean that stuff up. You're a junior. Time to act like it. Uh, bad job on him. But what what else did you see from him on the court? I think he played pretty well other than his uh, craziness. Yeah, he started out strong. He had an impressive shot. First shot of the game that really opened it up. Honestly, I'm surprised he's starting. Not because of his skill set, but because, you know, Tyler Hooker's a, a true point guard, whereas Clark can play either position. So, you know, coming off the bench, you could give uh, either guard spot a spell. But, you know, something that's interesting to me is this really going to be the you know the rotation um you know scott and jared or scott jared and masterson to the scorers you got to think that you know maybe al skinner could have some kind of you know lineup to tr- I, I just want to see all three of them on the floor at the same time i mean it's probably not the most prudent probably not long term but scott can handle the ball well enough uh jared and masterson can handle the ball well enough to be off off the ball i'd like to see it happen right so with that being said, I know you're you're big into the A Sun. You know all this stuff. What what where do you see Kennesaw State finishing? I know they've taken steps forward the past two years. At least it feels like. But now a lot of turnover. I know I have my my over under set on how many wins for the Owls this year. But where do you see them fitting in into the conference picture this season? <sighs> well. The conference is just a crapshoot. I mean, you have Florida Gulf Coast and Lipscomb, I think, are going to be the top two. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast is everybody's favorite, except if you're North Florida, because they seem to vote for themselves every year in the preseason poll. Um, but, uh, yeah, Florida Gulf Coast has the player of the year, Brandon Goodwin. I mean, that guy is just amazing. Uh, local Georgia, local right? player, yeah. yeah Try to let him slip through with Norcross, right? I, was, I basically mm-hmm. pointed to Kyle just because I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. just like instinctively after I said Brandon Goodwin. I knew what I was going to get from him. Um, and then you have Lipscomb, who has some really impressive players, namely Garrison Matthews, who's a very strong... Austin Asadula, a freshman this year, would have fit in pretty nicely as a backup that is a skilled backup post at about 6'9", 6'10", that can pass the ball and can rebound and score a little bit. Uh, I would feel much better with him coming off the bench, but alas, he has uh, escaped. I would guess Lipscomb's going to redshirt him this year anyway. They have a lot of bigs. They have a guy, I think Matt Rose is a big, is a transferred in. You have uh, Marbury, you have uh, Brammeyer, and you have have uh, the other guy, Eli Pepper. So, you know, I don't know how much room there is, and they might be more prudent to redshirt him this year if everybody's healthy. But as far as the A-Sun goes, I mean, after that, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you can name a team, and you could probably make some kind of argument for them being somewhere. I mean, I have no idea. Um, Kennesaw State could be worse than last year, and they still could have more conference wins quite easily. Um, so, you know, it's really just a matter of beating those two top dogs, in my opinion, until somebody else, you know, really breaks out and proves themselves. I'm sticking that it's a two-man, a two-team race in the conference. So, 
And looking towards the future, it was a kind of a big night for Kennesaw State. Kamani Johnson was in the building, and he was getting a lot of love pregame from uh, assistant coaches Michael Cotton and our favorite Stephen Cox. So uh, uh, about six, eight big man from Holy Spirit Prep, the younger brother of Dakari Johnson, who played for Kentucky Wildcats, had a cup of coffee with the OKC Thunder. So that's a, a, another nice a, athletic big guy that would be a nice kid. Uh, if nonetheless, you know, just because, uh, you know, he's from the Atlanta area and eventually you got to start building a pipeline and I think he would be a good get. So we had him there. Cole Gunther was just checking out the game with his, his family. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good night of Kenneth. You know, Brown back. Yeah. And then Yonel Brown is out of, uh. Uh, eligibility from what I hear, but it was it was a nice night at Kennesaw State Hoops. It had an 18-point win, a 20-point win. How many nights you're going to be able to say that once you get to the regular season? Uh, I'm not sure because you're not going to have many doubleheaders anyway, but uh, wins get tough to come by once you see uh, teams at your own level. So it's a, it's a rebuilding year for Kennesaw State men's program. I feel like you could say that for a while now, but it is a rebuilding year, so it'll be interesting to see if they surpass expectations i don't i mean geez 10 wins i think would be a pretty i mean respectable showing they have uh, again they just play some brutal non-conference teams and you're gonna see butler to open up the season with kamar baldwin who played at appalachia and has been making a major name for himself over there at the bulldogs so they, they play some brutal uh, conference teams too but in a different sense of the word brutal the actual literal sense um, so we'll, they should be able to pick up some wins in conference there. But as far as uh, out of conference goes, I mean, we just ju- we just dumped, I believe it was Alabama State for a money game against uh, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So there, you're picking up another what could have been a win is now probably going to be a you know probably going to be a drubbing at Texas Tech. You got uh, Washington, Florida State, uh, Butler's coming up to begin with, so that's going to be interesting. You got a bunch of games you can win. Beat Tennessee State last year. Now you get them at home. Uh, you got Tennessee Tech, which is obviously winnable. You got games like Bethune Cookman. That's that could be very well be a win. And then you have a couple gimmies like uh, Carver Bible and Piedmont. So you know, you definitely there's definitely room to pick up those easy wins before even getting into the conference schedule. And the conference schedule, I mean, if you take one out of the four games for Slipscomb and Florida Florida Gulf Coast, you're doing a pretty good job. And then if you just win, you know, do well in the other games, you'll rack up some wins fairly quickly so yeah we've seen we've seen teams come into the a sun and then do really well and jump right out like northern kentucky they they came in from what d2 or something yeah handled their business and they're they already moved on and kennesaw you know kind of been stuck in the mud for like you said a decade now so it's time to it's time to start turning this ship in the right direction. They'll play Mercer, I saw on the schedule. I saw Georgia Southern, who Tookie Brown would have been kind of nice. I'm not sure if Kennesaw recruited to him or how hard they did, but, uh, boy, he averaged like 18 points a game as a freshman. He's one of the best players in, in the Sun Belt Conference. So, yeah, uh, I guess Mercer wanted to play the games during the break. I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to be December 28th, so there's not really going to be a a crowd to affect it and that's kind of how it's been the last couple of years so i guess somebody wanted games to be during the break so there's make it more of a neutral court type deal i don't i don't like that you know if you're going to play a game you know build, they used to be ace on rivals build it up man you know shoot i don't want to you know walk into the mercer game to an empty arena i mean that should be a game that you know each school should want to sell and be proud of not you know uh chicken foot around it you know yeah so I think thus concludes our Kennesaw State 
season preview of the men's and women's teams. Both teams looking to keep building their programs. They're in a beautiful spot over here. Uh, me and John are by the Thinking Rock right now, so that's why we have our thinking caps on and we're able to deliver you the best content possible. So uh, a nice little random uh, college outlook, preseason outlook, right before the GHSA season tips off on the 11th coming up in less than a week now. So, John, thank you for joining us, and everybody you can check him out at plug your website and your twitter please ksuowlhowl.com at ksuowlhowl i'm very aware that owls do not actually howl but you know it rhymed so i had to do it and please sign up for our message boards there's surprisingly a decent amount of conversation going on there and i love to hear the thoughts of the fan base uh people in the community uh you know coaches and you can be as anonymous as you want to be say what you want i mean i don't censor it first amendment you know all that good stuff. So please come on by, join KSUOwlHowl.com slash forum and sign up.